So welcome to a special mini-sode of Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger. I'm Mike, and I'm here with... Kevin. And we're going to talk about Predator 2. That's <laughs> right, and we got this... You maybe can hear it. We got a guy blowing leaves outside, but we're going to try to power through this, just like we powered through this trash heap of a movie. Yeah. No other time do they clean up this place, except for when we talk about movies. <laughs> For all our fans out there, we just did a uh, 10-part episode of Breaking Down Predator, the classic Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. And so we wanted to look at, you know, what came after that, Predator 2. Yeah. And, ah, man, I don't... That could have been a mistake. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know what went into this, what the thought process was. But oh, the thought they, process was, let's make some money. Let's make some more money. We we don't have Arnold. We don't have uh, McTiernan. We killed off everybody else in the original, but let's try to do this thing again. Yeah. Was... Um, and really, I mean, they made it in 1990, but it's strange. It's set in like 1997, so it's like yeah. set in the near future, and everything's like it's... slightly more modern. Or yeah. Well, weird technology. I don't understand why they wouldn't have set it like 30, 40 years in the future. Why? Why? Like it... five years in the future doesn't really count, or seven years in the future doesn't right, really count because they reference the first movie mm -hmm. and they're like 10 years ago this yep. happened and it's like why not just say three years ago this happened and set it in current day because it wasn't like this huge it wasn't like, a big time leap. span <laughs> right it was just like was society very... was kind of a, like mo much more violent and it was like a war zone yeah so in it was filmed in it was filmed in la and it yeah. came out in 1990 so there's a bunch of stuff going on in la at the time things in la were pretty dire at that yeah time. Exactly. like i mean it was yeah, a lot of violence, blood, a lot of, yeah, a lot of craziness going on in L.A. So I guess that they wanted to kind of highlight that as you know, because so Danny Glover was the star of this movie, and he famously was in uh, Lethal Weapon well, Two. All which, the Lethal Weapons. Well, all the Lethal Weapons, <laughs> but like the Lethal Weapon Two, where they talked about uh, apartheid. So right. Danny Glover is a big um, proponent of like social statements. And right. Everything. He's like, yeah, he's all about all that stuff. So I can see where he would have signed on and. and like let's highlight the violence that's going on in LA. Yeah, it'd be weird if, to find out that he was the one who insisted that it be like a whatever <laughs> anti-violent yeah. message. Yeah, in the most violent possible movie. Yeah. So uh, the film starts off with Danny Glover, uh, guns blazing, rolls up on uh, a gun, a like drug a, war. It's like a full gang war, like shootout with SWAT team and. In the middle Some of the gang. in the middle of the streets of LA, which I'm think sure was, does happen all the time. I thought it was goofy that Danny Glover rolls up in his like old junker of a car, but straight up just crashes his car into other police cars. Yeah, well, like the, I didn't know what was going on. Then Danny Glover bails out of the car. So for me, like if I, if uh, if I had just walked in and hadn't seen like the credits or anything like that, I would have thought, oh, this is lethal. This is a lethal weapon movie because he looked yeah. like just like Murtaugh and like yeah. the, like <laughs> see, like the same kind of like shoulder harness. With the gun, the harness, holster, yeah. the holster, and the same kind of outfit that uh, Murtaugh would have worn. And uh, I think, what was his, I think his name was Mike in this movie. I don't even know. I think it was, I believe it, it was Mike. It might have been, I'm going to call him Danny Glover. Yeah, we'll just, for reference sake, we'll just call <laughs> everybody by their uh, their Real name. Christian name. <laughs> I, he rolled, yeah, he straight just plows his car into like a bunch of police cars to bust his way into the shootout. And then, yeah. then he goes to the trunk and he's got like just this horde of weapons in there, but they're all laid out really neatly. Yeah. And I found myself thinking there's no way 
that the guns would stay organized like that after he just crashed his car. Yeah, except for the one that was like up in the, the hood of the yeah, truck. Yeah, I mean, I he had one. a full arsenal, but it was all kind of wimpy guns. It seemed like it was all pistols and... Well, if you compare that to Painless, yeah. Uh, nothing compared <laughs> to that. <laughs> but um, yeah, he grabs, he like loads up, he busts his car into the middle of the shootout and like rescues a couple of cops. And yeah. then he blows away like five dudes. Early, this is early in this movie. This, I'm a, we're 10 minutes in, if we're 10 oh, minutes it, in. Yeah, if, if that. So there was like a um, like a side, uh, a reporter interviewing somebody, and it was kind of like a goofy interview. So to me, it was like, oh, they're, they're already having like this element of comedy yeah. like implanted into this movie that wasn't in the original Predator. It all felt to me like sort of like fake Paul Verhoeven, like, like a total recall or RoboCop wannabe, like. Yeah, I can see that. Well, like, I don't know when RoboCop came out, but I, it's it was probably around that same Yeah, it was like '87 or '88, so it could have been an inspiration. Kind of like, especially a, it's also set in the near future. Yeah, like a parody of uh, like parody of what might become if we stay yeah. on the path that we're on, sort of vibe. Meanwhile, so he blows away a bunch of dudes. The few guys who ran away went upstairs, and they got like an arsenal laid out. Yeah, they got every gun. So they looked like they were like part of Scarface's like, oh, command. Yeah, they were Colombians. They were Colombian. Uh huh. They yeah, said so Colombians. They, they so there the was mountain. a scene where that guy like just takes that handful of cocaine and just smashes it into his nose. <laughs> they like, did at the Tony Montana like the mountain of like cocaine party. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they were like doing their thing, and then Predator who's been watching this whole thing unfold. Like he busts in through the ceiling yeah. and we don't really see what's going on. You just hear a lot of screaming. Yeah. Cause uh, the police were with the police who are making their way up the stairs. Yeah. Danny Glover and his crew are they're downstairs and they're like, okay, we're getting ready to like uh, run up in this building and see mm-hmm. what's going on. And all of a sudden there's like this giant explosion and all hell breaks loose. And they're like, well, or did you send any backup in there? And they're like, no, we didn't. So that's the predator. They kind of can't figure out like what happened. They're like, did the rival gang kill them? But yeah. it's so weird. They go like what? They have no idea. So they, right, it's a mystery. Yeah. So they run upstairs and they uh, they run into one of the guys. He's like he's the, the guy that took like the handful of coke. He's all jacked up at this point. Uh-huh. So they probably actually shot him like three or four times and he didn't even <laughs> feel it. But um, oh yeah, that, that dude sees predator. Yeah. Right. Or he seems. Yeah, he sees him and he freaks out. I don't. Know. Yeah, he sees him because he jumps up on top of the building and he sees the predator and he freaks out and like he raises his gun like and he's then, gonna fire yeah, the predator and, and Danny Glover thinks he's gonna shoot at him so Danny Glover shoots him. him away. He falls off the roof. Guy falls off the roof and then Danny Glover's like up there like oh. Ugh. Damn it! Didn't mean to do that. And then all of a sudden, he sees the predator himself. Yeah, or we is, weren't sure about that, right? It seemed like he saw him. He definitely like whipped around, like he sensed something or heard something. And it, us, the viewers, could see predator pretty clearly. So it stands to reason he saw him also. But he didn't shoot or anything. Well, the he way just that looked at him. There are a lot of scenes in this movie, and hopefully we'll be able to touch on them. <laughs> there are a lot of scenes in this movie that are, that are reminiscent of the predator, like yeah. almost like word for word. So this scene is reminiscent of the scene where Arnold's walking through the forest and he's and the predator is doing his. I think it was like the first time. Yeah, the predator he sees him early vision. on or senses him. Or yeah, something. and and Arnold looks up towards the jungle and he thinks he sees something, but we can't tell if Arnold sees the predator or not. Which we is definitely way, think the predator sees him. And it's like him. way early in the movie for us to. I mean, based on the first predator, it's way early in the movie for us to see. 
for our hero to be able to see him already. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like so maybe he didn't see him. It's, I don't know. It's like they had to they had like this uh list of things that they it's almost like a Star Wars movies where they have they have this list of things that you have to see. Right, in a Star they're checking Wars movie. boxes. Yeah, so okay, so we have that scene, check. We have this scene, check. Right. And they go into the where Predator had basically killed all these guys and it's just like a bloodbath. There were bodies everywhere. And then one of the cops, uh one of the partners like sees there's one body that's been strung up yeah, in there. And he sees Predator 2, I think, like jump across yeah, the skylight or something. He seemed to. He does. Like he looks up and he sees and he like something. saw movement and yeah, I don't know exactly what it meant. but um. So I want to make one little quick note. I feel like the Predator, he has like new equipment at this point because he's got like yeah. a new side voice recorder. Yeah, yeah. He's got like some more and it seems to be a higher quality of audio. Yeah, yeah. They... So this movie, so Predator was made for fifty million. This movie was made for thirty five million. They doubled up, but I don't think it was put towards the actors. I think I it was know, put what? towards special like effects? special effects. Maybe, yeah. There's a lot, a lot more like whatever goofy special effects. I mean, in retrospect, they look bad. Yeah. So this is, I guess, this is uh, around the time that we are introduced to Gary Busey. Also, yeah. Gary Busey's character is <laughs> is he shows up in like a helicopter. And he's just like a mystery man. Yeah. Also, like Danny Glover was just straight up screaming in his boss's face. <laughs> like they were having to hold him back from fighting his own boss. I feel like yeah. that gets you fired. Well, anybody else. But if you're Danny Glover, it, I guess not. it's all good. This movie. And who was the dude who was his boss? I have no idea. No, the guy from uh, Die Hard. Um, agent, special agent, special agent uh, Johnson. You knew his name oh, when he oh, popped uh, up. Oh, the Ro- Robert Davi. Okay. like Robert Davi. Who's I mean, in uh, like uh, Timothy Dalton's. Uh, yeah. Uh, James Bond. They film. were bringing out, I felt like, all the like bits and pieces from other action movies of that era. Yeah, because uh, there like was a bunch uh, of dudes from Lethal Weapon. A there bunch was one guy from, from Lethal Weapon that was his commanding officer in yeah, Lethal Weapon. He's in all those Richard Donner movies. Yeah, so but, there's at least three people from Lethal Weapon in this movie, and then a few diehard folks as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was just like. All the familiar faces were showing up, but no one that you really wanted to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like the Mel Gibsons or the, wasn't or the Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. Right. Yeah, it's like the secondary. I people. mean, Reginald Val Johnson could have at least made an appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a taxi driver. He should have been the lead. <laughs> <laughs> so they go back to the to the station or whatever, and Bill Paxton is there, just like full Bill Paxton mode, like a oh, total yeah. douchebag. Oh yeah, and like being saying sexist things and like. Hitting on every woman and yep. yeah, it's just like that's what Bill Paxton does best, yeah. and like especially in that era of his yeah. career, he so, was like great at that. Yeah, so this would be Chet if Chet <laughs> had grown up, and now Chet is a Chet police had a officer gun. and police. Because I can't you see Chet being yeah. a police officer? Oh yeah. So this is that this is that role for him. I mean, he was and it was kind of like his aliens character too, like just a blowhard, yeah. like mm-hmm. a lot of talk. Yeah, but you got the feeling that he was like you know incompetent. He well, yeah. He Bill Paxton does a really good job of being like arrogant and annoying, but he grows on you. And he's kind of funny too. And he's funny, yeah. He's funny, yeah. So it it, like I feel like in every film he's like that person. You're like, ah, Jesus Christ, not that guy. And then at the end of the film, you're like, (laughs) oh man, he died. Like you're so sad about it. Did you notice he had he's like sweating through the armpits of his sport coat yeah that he had on like he's sent through three layers yeah we're gonna talk about the costumes in a minute <laughs> but uh yeah I, I imagine they did that because they were trying to accentuate show how, how, how hot, hot it was, was. yeah because the predator only hunts when it's right really hot. we established that in the first movie like only in the hottest years does predator whatever 
Anyway, they were laying it on real thick, though. Everyone had a thick coat of sweat on them. Yeah, but Bill Paxton's like the new transfer to the unit, which they tell us is like the most dangerous kind of like Mel Gibson in the city. Yeah, kind of like Mel Gibson, like the new guy. Like a yeah. lot of like, I feel like they took this script. They Frankenstein together oh, a bunch absolutely. of other action movies. Yeah, they took a, a bit of this and a bit of that and made it this one film. I did. I mean, the only stuff that really rings like out as Predator was the Predator vision shots. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I guess the fact that you have Predator in it, but then also the music. Yeah. But other than that, it was just like a generic, Very, 80s, like a Miami Vice kind of feel or something. Yeah. It could have been Action Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Action just, Jackson. It, yeah. No problem. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So skip ahead a little bit. We're into this drug lords. I guess it's the Colombian drug lord. It's like the penthouse. Yeah. yeah. He's like, and he's, so this is interesting scene because like there's like this gratuitous nudity scene. In right. The, in the, <laughs> which you would have never seen in the original movie. But uh, which well, I'm not complaining. That was like a but. thing in '80s action movies too. Was just like a random shot of some some boobs. Well, that wasn't just boobs though. That was like, that was everything. He was like completely <laughs> nude. <laughs> well, they were. You know, it's yeah. hard to have sex with clothes on. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so there. So I, I I guess I'm saying that because I feel like they tried to up the ante in this movie, yeah. like with the blood and gore and the sex and everything. Right. Like they were like. The, the producer's like, well, 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 we need more of everything. We need more blood. We need more guts. We need more sex. Yeah. So they really went for it in this film, which is yeah, they did. where I think that extra like $15, $20 million went. Like Probably. all towards that. <laughs> and then, so, yeah, this, like the, the Colombian kingpin is in there with his girl and a gang of Jamaicans like bust in the door. Now and, we, what's up? I was going to say, we weren't sure what they were when they first walked in. Because it was like a True. weird... Because we were like... They were Jamaican, but they were also voodoo. So were they yeah. like... And they had said earlier in the police station something about the Jamaicans. So oh. I, we were assuming they were Jamaicans. But yeah, they weren't acting like... Jamaicans aren't into voodoo as far I, as I know. That's what I was thinking. Like when I think voodoo, I think Louisiana. But then later on, they did give the gang a name. The Jamaican voodoo posse. It's <laughs> <laughs> the most that's generic... Like calling, that's like calling a grocery store like, the grocery store. It's like, how, but how offensive can... Like, how many different levels can we make this gang, like, yeah. stereotypically, like, <laughs> offensive? Too. You know what I mean? Yeah, we so we did a little research before we started this podcast, and we found out that the director of this movie, Stephen Hopkins, is, was born in Jamaica. Mm. So maybe he was doing a little shout-out to his hometown. I don't even know. I mean, I guess... Either he valued the the paycheck more than that, or he didn't find it offensive. So, well, and, I don't know. and Stephen Hopkins is a white guy too. So, wait, oh, he's a white Jamaican? No, he's a white guy. So, oh, yeah, he's a white guy that was born in Jamaica. Okay, I didn't know. Okay, so, so he might be. I don't know how that works. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know how that works. That's <laughs> like, but you may say I'm a white guy from South Africa, and it might True. mean you're like a terrible person, depending yeah. <laughs> on what era you came up yeah. in. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't imagine he was born in the slums of Jamaica. Probably not. I don't. I don't know for a fact, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But these dudes, like, they string up the Colombian, the Jamaicans do kind of predator style. Like yeah. he's hanging up from his heels, and they're doing some sort of voodoo ceremony on him or whatever, like mm -hmm. painting blood on him and. All this, and then they like cut his heart out or cut something his heart like that. Out, yeah, like, yeah. Like I said, they really tried to up the ante with the the gore yeah. and the shocking blood. violence or yeah. whatever. But um, predator busts in and then just starts blowing all those dudes away. Yeah. So this is the scene where we are uh, shown a lot of new predator weapons. Yeah. And one of my favorite weapons was that uh, flying net he had. You like the net? I love that net. I, I think I've always, I thought that net was really cool because what it does is like he he fires off this net and it it um. 
it'll capture somebody up against the wall and then it tightens up against them. Did so it kind of like cuts into them. Into them. Yeah. Then, me, then he walks up and would finish them. I know. I think that that kills just, them. That kills them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was one of the more like everything else is just basically a version of a he stabbing. A, he had a spear. Yeah. yeah. So this is a version of like a stabbing weapon. But this one was pretty inventive. That was something new. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he shot right through one dude with the cannon. Yeah. That's which was kind of cool. But yeah. you were talking in the first movie like you wish they had. You'd seen someone get hit with it. Like, I feel like yeah. Jesse Ventura got the worst of it. This guy just was like, it, it looked like a big flash in the middle yeah. of his chest. Maybe that's why they still hadn't figured out how to make it look quite right. Maybe. He uncamouflages like in the middle of the battle, which I also thought was strange. Did it really? I, yeah. Right. When, when he's taking on like the last guy or whatever, he like his camo oh, goes Oh, yeah, off. yeah. But um, I feel like he does that a lot with the last guy. Yeah, I guess so. It makes it more like sporting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we get that um, the annoying reporter guy is like hanging around the crime scene. Yeah, which was played by Morton Downing Jr., who was like a very, very early version of like a Jerry Springer. It was like tabloids out of trash. Yeah, like he had a crazy show where, he, you know, he would get on and yell at people and there'd be <laughs> fights and stuff like that. Or, you know, you aren't your baby's mama's daddy. All that kind of like crazy tabloid uh-huh. stuff. So when the police walk in... It's once again like a full bloodbath, but predators strung up all the Jamaicans, yeah, and they're skinned like a la the first movie. This is yeah. that scene, and we found those extra three bodies too because they had all six. <laughs> it seems like one. yeah, they, that's where the money went. <laughs> that's where the money went. <laughs> um, but yeah, they start interrogating the girl. She was left left alive, right? Yeah, and it was just like when they're interrogating Anna, like they're asking her what. What happened? What happened? Oh, what she says doesn't make any sense. The, the devil came for them. And so this is one of those scenes, like I said, that was like almost word for word, just like the Predator scene. Yeah, like totally. I mean, it was like almost They mashed two scenes from Predator yeah. together. Then Gary Busey and his goons like bust in and clear out everybody. They're like, this is a, what are you doing in here? You're messing up the crime scene. They're posing as DEA agents. Yeah. Like we're here because it's a drug war. They're, well, they're, they're top level enforcement whatever they are yeah like um they're like almost like seti though don't you get that feel but yeah but they're posing as dea yeah. like they've been telling but the they guys. have the power to walk into like a crime yeah. scene that's and, why and they're be clearly like, not to... yeah, they're yeah not there's some DEA. kind of a government <laughs> influence there look we've already told you danny glover <laughs> your character you you and your people can't be here you have to low you have to go you don't really know what you're messing with right we've, we're we've got this under control we get the impression yeah at this point that they're more than what they claim that they are yeah and and glover's just like this grizzled old cop and he's like i'm just doing my job damn it and he now is, <laughs> he's like playing grumpy old man like oh, he, absolutely. i mean it's basically like he's acting sort of like his character from he's acting like Murtaugh. yeah I, I said this earlier. He's he was the early version of like a Samuel L. Jackson type just character, just yelling and cursing <laughs> a lot. So he, uh, Danny Glover, tells Bill Paxton, "Hey, follow these guys. I want to know who they really are." Gary Busey and his squad. Yeah, and it's weird. He meets him up later, and he's talking about how he's the best at following him and whatever. He's got like a videotape, like. He just had a camcorder yeah. in the car at all times. Well, He's a sleazy guy. I don't yeah. know what he normally does with that camcorder. Well, I thought it was funny because when uh, uh, Glover asked him to follow him, he's like, look, I need you to be stealthy and follow these guys. And Bill Paxton's like, yeah, I'm the best uh, <laughs> surveillance guy. It like yells that like in front of like all these people. <laughs> it's like He's yelling um, across the parking lot. You don't wink. You're like, hey, oh, I got you, Captain. There's thumbs up or something like that. And meanwhile, he and then he sends his his partner. I don't know if he sent his partner back or not. I think his, he did. Whatever his other partner, 
Yeah, his other partner goes back to check out the crime scene. He's like cutting through the police tape and all that. He goes in. He sort of hears or senses that there's someone there. Well, he climbs up. Yeah, he, he has something yeah, like that. Yeah, I feel like he hears a noise and he's looking around. Well, he already knew where that spear tip was. So he yeah. goes up and he he goes up for that spear tip to retrieve it because they're like they thought it was unusual. And while he's up there, the predator's up there and he, he kind of grabs him and he, he hits him with a, some one of those audio samples of yeah. like something Danny Glover had said mm-hmm. and spooked him. But I thought it was weird that he sensed that there was something there, and rather than calling for help or anything else, he just like sort of starts scaling the wall. <laughs> no, no fear. <laughs> Danny Glover gets in big trouble with his boss, like over the fact that his partner got killed. Right. Yeah. He's sort of acting like I'd charge you for his murder, which I don't know how they could actually charge him for the murder. Like he I can see him getting there. reprimanded or fired. Yeah. But or he demoted. Kill him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anyway, this, but Danny Glover's like that. He's like, damn it. But you're the best we got. It's like one of those <laughs> scenes like, oh, damn it. You're a loose cannon, but you break every single rule. You get the job done. <laughs> it's just such a trope. Yeah. Yeah. So Danny Glover and his crew, they're walking outside. And I think Bill Paxton has been following uh, Gary Busey's character. Uh-huh. He lets him know that um, they're at like some meat warehouse but, I, I, but quickly i want to say a meat warehouse but i quickly want to talk about like the costumes in this movie uh-huh. they are some of the worst like 1990s like la costumes i've ever seen and there was that one scene where they're walking across the street where there's three red mustangs identical identical mustangs like side by side and it wasn't like the new must it wasn't like a 1990 Mustang. oh yeah it was, it was like ni- the late the, the 60s mustangs like three of them one next to the other yeah i feel like a lot of those cars were kind of like from the like the 60s almost like i felt like this movie was filmed in cuba all like it had that feel to it you <laughs> there know? was not a single car that seemed futuristic not a one yeah, yeah. um and then <laughs> He tells him about the going. If I followed him to the slaughterhouse or whatever district and lost him, but then he drops that line in this heat, bo and barbecue. <laughs> He's like what? I feel like I feel like there was a lot of I feel like there was a lot of lines in this movie that were ad libbed. Yeah, and then and the director was just like, screw it, just leave it <laughs> leave in because there That's was the best a, we got exactly because there was that one time that. Uh, uh, Danny Glover got into it with Gary Busey. Oh yeah, and he like did this like weird smack move. He like smacked his hands, like didn't slap him. But he didn't slapped slap, his own hand. He smacked his own hand. I'm like that was so <laughs> he just weird. Sort of slapped his own hand in his in his face. It was very I don't know out of place, and yeah. I feel like they were just like A bad improv. Cut, print, go with it. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just like that, and yeah, the costumes were garbage. Yeah, the costumes. nothing fit anybody well. Yeah. All the suits were like oversized. The fedoras were horrible. I mean, not to talk about costumes. I don't. Not to talk about costumes a lot, but this was like so in your face. It was. It was. It was. Yeah. It was like obviously bad. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was out. It was aggressively bad. After all this, uh, Danny Glover is going to go see uh, the drug kingpin King Willie, who is. he was in charge of the Jamaicans that were killed. Wait, we should mention before, right before that, they went to go meet like the science person. Okay. The science lady for the police. Sure. And um, all they did was like lay some mystery on and like whatever this spear tip weapon is, like it is almost weightless and it's not any element that we know. Like she had some sort of device that she just popped it in like a microwave or something. <laughs> and it told her everything she, she needed she, to know. She dropped in like a spectral monitor. Right. And it's it had like, like oh, unknown elements. There's, there's this sort of whatever blood on it and mm-hmm. whatever it did. It read what kind of metal it was and everything. Not a one metal registered 
as anything that we've ever known. Right, it's otherworldly. Which so uh, can, we, can we not get one metal? Like it was just one one yeah. percent this like nickel, and then I the know, rest man. is unknown. Kind of like uh, Superman three, where they make the Krypton, and he just adds a tar to that. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, then like you said, he goes. He wants to meet the big head of the Jamaican. He wants to meet the Jamaican kingpin. Yeah, King Willie. Like because he they're still assuming that the Jamaicans are whatever all the violence is going on that somehow it's still just like a drug war. Yeah, right? he he knows that he doesn't think that they're they're doing it but he thinks that they know what's going on. Yeah, cuz uh, yeah, cuz like I don't know how he would think that he knows that, but whatever. Yeah, you know, cuz I think because his people had just been killed in that Colombian drug yeah. lords, so he was like, well they're associated somehow, so Didn't you think like the most stereotypical possible imaginary like Jamaicans rolled up they're like in the Cadillac with the zebra print roof and like yeah. huge joints. Like that they're smoking. smoke coming out of the car. Yeah, they roll, they the, roll window the window down or whatever, and it's just like a like a Cheech and Chong movie. And I think he even says, "You want ahead of this, Mon?" It know? was it was really bad. It was, uh, this this movie's bad, y'all. <laughs> it has a saving grace, but we'll get to that. When did you see this movie? You know, I don't remember when I first saw it. It was I'm obvious. It's probably around. The night, like early nineties. Yeah, when it was um, kind of new. Yeah, it was because I just don't. I don't remember the first time I've seen it. And to be honest with you, I think the first time I saw it was probably the last time I saw it. <laughs> other than today, now I've seen bits and pieces. Uh-huh. I, you know, but funny enough, I feel like I've seen it a lot because a lot of the scenes I remember. Yeah, they they stood out in my. my I had that same my thing. mind. But I don't remember the last time I saw the movie. I saw probably saw it when I was like 14, 15. Mm-hmm. It might have been on whatever uh, cable TV. Yeah. And I remember really liking it when I was like 14. Yeah. And now rewatching it, it's like yeah, it's, it's borderline unwatchable. When you don't know any better. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Danny Glover goes and meets uh, King Willie. And he's just King like, Willie. King Willie. It's a corny name. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. No, nothing in uh, no puns intended. <laughs> but, so Danny Glover's like, well, do you know what's going on? And King Willie's like, yes, man. Uh, it's uh, out of this world. And Danny Glover's like, oh, <laughs> come. Like, I, I went through all this shit just so you can tell me some like uh, ghost is tracking me down right, right now. it's all like vague threatening yeah like, uh you can't kill what can't be killed and and danny like, it's like, from the man. other side yeah oh, it, whatever I, so danny glover, danny glover leaves. Leaves. he just which makes the whole scene pointless yeah except the predator then drops down and kills king willie yeah that was the only reason he, he had takes that scene. his head yeah right? that was actually a really cool transition because uh they're like king willie and the predator kind of like standing off and king willie is like like ah like a primal he yell sword. like yell at the um the predator uh-huh. but they cut it where it's like they cut off King Willie's head so he's like he's yelling his but mouth then they, is still open yeah his mouth is still open and they, and they did like this tracking shot where they just showed the predator walking away from his head I thought that was really maybe that's why I remember this movie so well because of it that few, scene right it had there had a few memorable moments yeah like, it's got like the movie as a whole is not good but there's like really good scenes so then predator is like cleaning the King Willie's skull up, and we get our first glimpse like of inside the Predator's ship, which Very got briefly. your attention, makes you curious. As yeah. someone like that, hey, wait, here's something we haven't seen yet. Yeah, it's, it's a kind of a brief you know? shot. I don't yeah. even know if I realized that was his ship. I thought he like stu- he's like stuck a skull. He stuck the skull on like a peg. Yeah, and there were some other skulls there, so oh, it was okay. like it was like, oh, what is this? This is like Predator's hangout or whatever. The character that Ruben Blades plays, um, who has just been killed by the Predator, Danny Glover goes to the the cemetery to say his goodbyes and uh there's a like, weird scene where this i think they played the music from 
the first Predator, they like did. the laying Blaine to rest music, they the did. fallen soldier music. Yeah. Like again, another. I feel like we should like a ding every single time that it was. <laughs> it was like that was a direct ripoff, and like in my mind, the way that that scene played out, like I feel like there was something maybe more than friendship at play because <laughs> he had like a wallet. He had a picture of the two of them together in his wallet. Yeah, I don't. That's yeah, just a weird. I don't thing. see how you got to that point. But Do you have a sure. picture of you and me in your wallet? I, I don't, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it was a little. It was just a little. There was a little something a little too emotional about it. Oh, but so, then again, I've never had my best friend killed by a predator. So would you have said that about Mac and Blaine? No, I didn't read. I didn't see. I, that's why I didn't get that vibe from them. But this goodbye is just a wallet picture. Okay. I don't know. Danny Glover is walking away from the cemetery and he sees Ruben's necklace hanging right, in the tree. Like predators taunting him. Yeah. So he's like, oh, so whoever killed Ruben must be in this, this area or something. So he grabs the... He just necklace. pulls his gun out and is just waving it around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. What if he sort of started blasting people? <laughs> Shoots that little kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Bill Paxton and the the female cop. What's mm-hmm. her name? Uh, I don't know her name, but it's actress, Maria Conchito Alonso. Is her, okay, yeah, I don't. I never name. seen her really in anything else. I've heard that name though. She's been in some stuff. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. They're riding on the subway. I'm not really sure why. They're just. I guess maybe they're just going from point A to point B. Yeah, and they're kind of friends at this point too. Yeah, they seem like, like friendly. They had their when they first started off. He was kind of hitting on her, and she and she busted his balls. Yeah, and now they're Literally. riding. Yeah, <laughs> and and now they're riding on the subway, and they're they're not besties, but they're they're comrades. They're what was friends. weird was like. This subway was out of control. Like everybody had guns. There was like a couple of different, it seemed like gangs messing with people. And then like half the civilians on the bus just pulled out guns and were pointed at the gang members. And yeah. so there, there was like a, this famous case in um, New York city where this guy was riding the subway and uh, some people were trying to like rob him. And then uh-huh. he pulled out a gun and like shot him. Like a vigilante. Yeah. Like a vigilante. Huh. So I, I feel like that. that. And I feel like it happened around that time, probably a little bit earlier than this. So I feel like they were trying to, to speak on that. Um, yeah. I mean, definitely very obvious. And that's one of the few things about the movie maybe got right is just like way too many guns. Like, yeah. I mean, there are more guns in the country than people. So in theory, everybody's packing. It was such a weird scene because I forget what happened, like how it how it started, but like all these people stood up and like started pointing guns at the at the gang. And you thought they were undercover cops, and I, and I thought something. they were all cops. And I, just, I picked up that it was like old ladies and stuff, though. So I got that it was like meant to just be a satire. Like no, I didn't get everybody's that got guns because there's like way too many guns. Maybe that was Danny Glover. Yeah. Cause they, they were doing like this really quick editing, like cutting from person to person. So it was like, yeah. Oh, I just thought they were all cops. I was like, how did all the, in fact, I was like, how did all those cops get onto the train? That, <laughs> and why that aren't fast? they spread out a little more? Yeah. Huh? So I, yeah, I didn't know that they were all just regular people, but, um, in this scene, uh, long story short, Bill Paxton is, is killed. Right. He wastes everybody. And yeah. then Bill Paxton's like the last guy there. He told the the female um, cop to clear out and yeah. help get the people to the other end of the train or whatever. And then Predator is walking down and Bill Paxton shooting everything he's got at him and missing and missing, I guess. And then he just like pulls out a little like pocket knife or something. I don't know what he had, but he's just like, <laughs> he's like, let's dance. He and like kinda, runs at Predator. He did kind of pull a sword out. And I was he like, where something. did he get that? Like, or even if it wasn't a sword as a machete, it was like, where did he get that? I did laugh. I had to laugh when he said, let's dance. And kind of came <laughs> at him. Said? I feel like that's a line. He might've used that in Aliens. What would, what would be your death wit? What would be your dying last words? Um, God, I like when, I like the line in Predator when, when he's like, 
Come on in, you fucker. <laughs> so uh, so if you're like, dying of cancer at 80, oh, that would oh be, you're saying like like just, you personally? What oh, would I'm mean? not gonna say let's dance. Yeah, <laughs> I hope I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If there's a good thing to yeah, say. Uh, yeah, it, I guess it just depends. Like on like if I'm dying like in a hospice or if I'm dying like. like Saving right. kids from a burning tree. I thought you were saying like, like if you're going to go down in a hail of bullets. Like, or yeah, well, yeah. So if you're like if you're going down in a hail of bullets, what would be your? That's what I like when uh, I like the way Bill Paxton went out in Aliens too, and he's like, he's like you know shooting at everyone. He's like, let's go. Oh, you want some? Oh, you too. Oh, you too. <laughs> I like, yeah, that was, yeah, that was pretty cool. cool. And that brings us to about the midway point of the movie. We'll be back next time to talk about the rest of Predator Two.